For the fans in the Midwest, but heard coast to coast. The ones that bleed red and yellow. This is the Another Screenplay Chiefs Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Today we are joined with my good friend Kyle Herrick to talk about week one matchups. This will be a two-episode, and today we were talking about the offense against the New England Patriots. So let's get into it. All right, so I got Kyle Herrick with me today to talk about the Chiefs first Patriots game coming up on Thursday night. And first, we're going to talk a little bit about the offense. So thanks for joining me. Hey, no problem. I'm glad to be here. So, as we all know, Bill Belichick likes to kind of game plan for your ma- biggest weapon, and that being either Tyreek Hill or, or Travis Kelsey. Who do you think will be that third weapon that Smith will have to result to? Um, since he hasn't really shown much confidence in Connolly, um, which I think is a shame because Connolly has a lot of talent, and whenever he relied on him, um, last season, he came up with some really big catches, one being in um, the playoff game and for that long first down. But I think the other one that Smith will rely on the most is probably Hunt. Um, Hunt showed some really good hands during preseason, which is nice because that's kind of what we thought we were losing with Ware. Um, so with Hunt showing that he can actually catch the ball and has pretty good bursts coming out of the catch, uh, that that'll probably be a game plan for Belichick as well is just to try and keep him under control. Cause I think he'll under, he understands that if we can get our run game going, that really opens up our passing game. Um, as shown by the games we kind of lost last year is really our run game wasn't too well, except for the couple big long plays uh, that Tyreek Hill really had, and not so much our actual running backs. Yeah, especially down the last half of the season, whenever Ware was hurt, it it really showed. Uh, you know that when they were putting Tyreek Hill in the backfield, it it definitely showed a difference. Instead of just looking at the box score, actually looking at how many yards were being picked up by our running backs, and not just Tyreek Hill. But uh, I definitely think that the run game will definitely be a huge part. And I think, you know, I, I think I'm in the minority in this thinking, but I think that C.J. Spiller will be a lot more utilized in this game than a lot of people are expecting. A lot of people think that uh, Cream Hunt is going to get a heavy load, and I think it'll be a more 50-50 considering, you know, this is his first regular season start. I I don't I'm not sure on that one. I, I think it'll be more, if anything, it'll be like a – 60 40 70 30 maybe um i'm just not sure if they really trust cj spiller he didn't really get many carries this preseason and it just didn't look like they had much confidence in him uh, not saying that he's not a great back i would actually like to see him more than some of our other backs but with them actually cutting him and then bringing him back i'm not sure if it was a contract thing or if it was because they don't trust him but it just it looked really weird that they brought this him in, being a veteran in the off season, kind of hoping that he maybe had the juice that he had um, in previous years. But uh, I would like to see him carry the ball more, just because again he's got the same kind of attributes that 
where and Kareem Hunt have is that he's really good out of the backfield. He's uh, can pass block um, better than some of our other smaller backs, and that's also a reason that I think he'll get some more on third down than Hunt is if he plays because Hunt really doesn't have the blocking aspect to his game yet. Um, I saw a couple of times, at least first uh, the Seattle um, defense that he missed on a couple of blocks. He was waiting for them to come to him instead of engaging in the block to start. And you just can't do that in the NFL. Like you have to meet them halfway and you have to really stick to them. Yeah, I think um, I think a lot of what Spiller not getting a lot of carries was uh, like in training camp. He he was running with the twos and Hunt was running with the ones. Where wasn't getting a whole lot of carries, and with Spiller Spiller getting the twos, uh, you came into the games and it was. I think Ware really only got actual carries in the Seattle game where he actually got hurt, which was something that I was very. Uh, scared for was you know his body wasn't used to this kind of play especially with them taking it so easy on him and he only got one run against um, Cincinnati so then you saw uh, Hunt step in and get the first string and then Spiller came in with the second strings and got a little more reps but I don't know I I think that uh, I think there will be a little bit of all three backs but I think that Hunt is not going to get nearly as much as a lot of fans are at least hoping for at least in the I think first few weeks. I think he'll get more of the carries. I think he'll definitely get more of the carries just because of what he, he showed as a running back. I think that's where he'll get most of his work, um, at least early, is definitely carrying the ball. Maybe not so much in passing downs, but um, I just feel he's got a better sense of actual physical running um, than the other two backs. Also, I would agree with you on the – on the wear thing of not getting enough contact. I'm a true believer that you, you build up kind of some strength and you build up to contact the more contact you get. And I see that quite a bit is if someone's not getting a lot of contact early on and maybe training camp or in preseason that they're seem to have little nicks that just kind of last long, long time during the season Instead yeah. of, you know, you're just kind of getting used to them and it's kind of pain you, you play through because it's just – it's something that you're you're always kind of going to have. And I don't know – I mean, this knee injury was just kind of weird in the fact that it wasn't really – he got twisted up or anything, but it was just – I don't know. Maybe – of course, this could have been something that they had trying to been monitoring or something like that, but it just didn't seem that – devastating whenever he got actually hit yeah i think uh regarding how many carries hunt will get i think that it'll be more of like a kind of uh maybe 50 30 20 between the three backs i just don't see him getting more than 50 percent of the carries but that could be just me i could be wrong but uh it's been a long time since the chiefs have put a rookie running back in to start week one and I don't want to just throw him to the dogs right away, even with the talent that I've seen from him. Well, we also usually haven't had this kind of problem. We've usually had <laughs> yeah. some some veteran running backs coming in that knew what they were doing, could take the beating, and that we we knew what they could do. I mean, even in whenever 
got it, our best running backs, Priest Holmes, Jamal Charles, when they came in, they had running backs ahead of them. Even Larry Johnson at one time had a had a running back ahead of him that yeah you he know, was sent by Brahees Holmes right. I mean, it's just we didn't have to shove someone in whenever they were a rookie. We always had someone there, which was lucky for us. But I mean, it comes down to it now where we may just have to rely on a rookie to really carry our backfield. But it's nice that we have a running back that is going to have a real good fullback that can block and not necessarily he's going to have to make it all happen by himself yeah I, I agree so we definitely agree that the run game and the uh pass game to the running backs is definitely something that's got to be a huge factor in this game and that's just a huge factor of Andy Reid's offense but outside of the running backs who do you think will be Smith's main target outside of Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey well um I think Wilson will probably be one just because he's been lining up in the slot a lot and that's where and for Alex Smith likes to go. I mean, he likes to he likes to go to the short passes and that's the quickest one to get to. I mean, that but the counter side of that is Wilson's got to catch the ball. He can't you know, he can't be sitting there dropping three or four balls because that kills our offense. We're not an offense that can really come back from a drop on first down or second down and put us at second and long or third and long. We just can't afford to do that. Yeah. You know, like the term alligator arms comes a lot with Albert Wilson, but I just don't see what, what they see in him. Like what, what trace does he have that these other receivers behind him now do not have? Like what makes him better than the receivers we do have? And I definitely agree with you on that. I, I really, I haven't seen much that I really like out of him. And definitely alligator arms. He's he doesn't want to get lit up. But the thing is, is in the NFL or any football that you're going to play, you're going to get hit, especially when you're going across the middle. More people are in the middle of the field than they are on the outside, and he's not good enough really to be an outside wide receiver. He doesn't have the top end speed like Hill, and he doesn't have the size like Connolly. I mean, that's kind of where he gets left behind. Um. And it's just the fact that I think he knows the offense so much better than some of the wide receivers that are coming in because the one wide receiver that probably could have replaced him last year was a rookie. The one that we got this year is a rookie. And so it's just I feel like he's they think he's the best option to really start off the season. Now, I think he's got a real issue with maybe – later on in the season where he might be losing his job because he might drop a few balls or something like that because that last preseason game, some of those receivers that are below him are really showing out. I mean, they were making some nice catches, making some really good yards after catching the ball, and they were blocking really well. I mean, it's just... I think there's real competition at third wide receiver and below, and he is the third wide receiver, so... Yeah, especially Demarcus Robinson with the uh, over 100 yards and a touchdown uh, against, or not Seattle, but the Titans. Um, That was something that we definitely all needed to see because we hadn't seen Demarcus Robinson really show out, especially in the preseason games. We saw a little bit in camp, and then he kind of died off, and he wasn't really a factor in the preseason until that last game, and that was 
one of those games where you know everyone's saying that this is the time to show out and this is the time to get your job. And I think that that before that game, I think he was kind of on the fence. Uh, you know, that kind of goes back and forth. But um, you know, Robinson sat and learned this offense for the last year. He's still a really good special teams player. But I think as the season goes on, uh, Robinson might be taking a lot of Albert Wilson's snaps, especially if he keeps dropping the ball like he has been. Yeah, definitely. But um, definitely another guy I, I will I think will be a big factor in this game is Demetrius Harris. Um, you know, he was I, – I refer to him as like the tight end version of Dwayne Bow in the sense that he'll make some ridiculous, amazing catches, but then he'll drop the next pass that's, a, you know, wide open and an easy catch. Uh, he's I shown quite a, a bit perfect... in uh, – I think it was the Cincinnati game where he caught – a touchdown from both Mahomes and Smith, but he he looked a lot better than he did last year, and I'm hoping that I'll carry forward because coming into uh, this preseason, I was definitely not looking forward to having someone above him. So I expect Andy Reid to have a second tight end on the field for a lot of the night come Thursday. Yeah, I mean, I think it's exactly what you're you're saying about him is very true. He does in the history he's made those ridiculous catches like he did against Oakland, that one where he just went over the top of somebody. I mean that most balls and most people that go after those don't catch them. They tip them a little bit, but they don't ever catch them. And he stuck it. I mean, even that one versus Cincinnati during preseason, that was between two people. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was impressive. What, what interests me about him is that he got that drug charge in the off season and ever since, we've heard nothing about it. So I am I like him. I like the fact that he can block. I like the fact that he can make ridiculous catches. But my question is, is when is he getting suspended? Because obviously that's going to be coming. You don't have something like that that obviously gets in the news and is obviously the NFL knows about it. But it's almost like a Dwayne Bowe thing. It's, again, you know, when's he going to get suspended by the NFL before because of this. And that's what kind of scares me with releasing um, Gavin that we had just picked up uh, from Dallas is he was also a really good blocker and could sometimes catch ridiculous balls. But it's just that's what scares me the most is somehow in the middle of the season when he finally gets the charges brought up and stuff like that, that he gets suspended, we're down to uh, – one tight end again and God willing that we don't have any injuries, you know, that's what kind of scares me about him. Yeah, I definitely, I, I actually completely forgot about the the whole charges against him, but um, you know, if, the, if those do come up and there is a suspension, I wonder how much uh, Ross Travis can step up and play with Alex Smith. I know we've seen him do really well with Patrick Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes really likes to throw him the ball. He's one of his uh, favorite targets. Uh, so maybe we can see a little bit of that with Smith um, and show some of that same kind of security blanket with him that he has with Demetrius Harris. Right. I would The big thing is, is Smith has to start going to more targets. And I get that everybody wants to sit there and talk about, well, Big Ben only throws to Brown most of the time and things like that. It's like, yeah, but – Big Ben also has two Super Bowl rings. <laughs> I mean, let's let's get real here. They score twenty eight to thirty five points consistently. 
when I mean, he's willing to throw the ball a lot deeper down the field and into tighter coverage. Right, exactly. I mean, that's the thing that you kind of saw with Patrick Mahomes is that he's willing to do that. Don't get me wrong, Patrick Mahomes also made some throws that made me cringe uh, oh, during preseason because sure. they probably should have been picked off if they if they were playing against a number one defense or something like that. It's just it's it's one of those things where I wish you could almost combine Patrick Mahomes' gifts with Alex Smith's mind. Because I feel if Alex Smith had more natural talent, that he'd be willing to do it. I think he got toasted um, a lot in San Francisco for trying to do that, and it backfired, and it cost him his job. And I feel like that's why he just doesn't want to do it anymore. I wish he would, because really, within 30 yards, Alex Smith can burn the ball. I mean, he can flat out put it where he wants. And... It's almost like a Trent Green thing. Trent Green couldn't throw the ball deep, and everybody gets mad about Alex Smith throwing short, but Trent Green never threw it deep. He just knew how to, where to put it, and he wasn't afraid to put it where he wanted to within the 25 to 30-yard spectrum. And that's what I would love to see Alex Smith at least do this year, especially since his job's on the line for next year. Yeah, the thing I have with Alex is I think a lot of what – I think he's too smart for his own good. We were talking about this uh, with a buddy at work on, I think it was Friday. And it seems like in that slow kind of, you know, taking up the whole play clock kind of offense, he seems to get in his own head and kind of hesitate on a lot of a lot of the deep to intermediate throws or tight window throws. And it seems like whenever you get him into that two-minute offense where he's not just constantly, you know, having too much time to, you know, overthink it, then he does really well and makes some really good passes. Right. And I will say one thing about Alex Smith when he came to Kansas City. He had nobody for wide receivers. I mean, nobody. He, he's maybe yeah, had much one. Just Dwayne Bow. <laughs> right. Or, or, you know, Travis Kelsey at one time was it. Or, you know, it's just he didn't really have the two or three wide receivers or two or three options besides a running back coming out of the backfield that he could really rely on. So, and I agree, yes, he is too smart for his own good because he doesn't want to burn it and he doesn't want to get burnt getting interceptions. But like I said, I think that also goes back to San Francisco where he did, if you look at his film in San Francisco, he really did try and push the envelope a bit more than he does here. I understand it's a different offense, but um, well, I he think really some was. Of that has to do with that shoulder injury too. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. But yeah, I've I've been talking a lot about how Smith needs to kind of shine in this game and show us what you got. You know, you're playing the uh, the Super Bowl champs and you're playing in their stadium. And a lot of people were making excuses in the Seattle game in the preseason. Like, yes, it was a preseason game, but a lot of people made the excuse that it was a tough environment against a tough defense. Well, now you're playing maybe not as tough of a defense. You know, give or take what your opinion on the Patriots defense is, but this is going to be even an even more tough environment, you know, with the crowd uh, in Gillette stadium, as they unravel their Super Bowl banner. And this is the team to beat. So if Alex Smith wants to show that he can get you over that hump and maybe make a Super Bowl appearance, well, this is the team and in the stadium that you have to do it. So right. he's getting a week, you know, his week one start, is showing whether he can do it or not, in my opinion. And 
let's not forget the last time that Alex played this team in Foxborough in a big time when the crowd was hyped. He actually did really well. I mean, yeah, he, I think he had like he tore them six yards and a touchdown. Right, he was tearing them up. I mean, it, the thing was is just we got down so quick it wasn't it. We didn't really we had to throw the ball, but. He he was forcing the ball into some tight spaces. He was really trying, like he was trying to be aggressive, and it was impressive. People yeah, also, he also need to... used his run game a lot more in that game. Than he well, did last and that's year. that's kind of a thing that I think we shied away from last year, only because Ware got hurt. But we need to run the ball. Our our offense right now with the line that we have, they can push some people around. Um, there's not really a front line that I think can stick with us too too much. Even when we played against the Texans last year, we ran the ball pretty well. I mean, who has arguably one of the best defensive lines in all of football as of last year. Uh, we'll see this year without having their big nose tackle, but uh, I think the run game will help Alex Smith so much. I mean, it's, it's, it's something that is just awesome. People want to see, you know, Green Bay's type plays where – Aaron Rodgers is throwing 400 yards. That's not us. We don't have the quarterback or the scheme to do that. I mean, their run offense was god-awful last year compared to a lot of the league. So I feel like our run needs to be a predominant thing that we need to use. We can do it. We can go from sideline to sideline, and we can run it right up your throat. I mean, it's – but – this will be a huge test all around um, just for offense and defense both. I'm glad that we have a healthy defense for the most part um, coming into this game. Um, it also kind of scares me about Eric Berry not playing a whole bunch um, during the preseason either, but um, I'm sure he'll be ready to come back and go whenever he is. I mean, he's always been an, an all-pro whenever he's – come back from anything so right yeah the the run game it started off really strong until about that Colts game where Spencer Ware got hurt and after that it seemed like all of our backs kept getting dinged up and were either out or playing with injuries and it got to the point where we had to bring back Niall Davis and so the offense kind of took more of a pass heavy style and that's definitely something that kind of Alex Smith struggled with and I think that if we can get the run game back to what, you know, Kansas City's used to, then I think that that will definitely help Alex Smith, you know, push the ball a little deeper down the field. Right. You know, when the defense isn't just expecting for a pass play almost every down, and, you know, they got to stack the box sometimes. Right. And I think it'd be awesome if we started running the ball in third and two. Dear Lord, that doesn't have to be a passing down anymore. That can be a running down again. You know, it's I don't mind passing it as long as you actually pass it forward and not, you know, try and do a little bubble screen. Right. Well, my thing is, is just mix it up, you know, mm-hmm. give them something they're not expecting. Like that's that's where I just have seen a lot of where we get beat is we're doing stuff that's expected. And people also need to understand about the preseason. We're not throwing our whole offense at people. Right. You know, we're, we're we're doing maybe half. You're doing half the offense that you really have just because you don't want to show anything. You might be putting people in some strange places come week one, and that's the whole purpose is to have the defensive coordinator going, what the heck is this? 
we've never seen this. Why is he lining up there? I mean, it's that's where some people need to understand that our offense is during preseason is nowhere near what they have going on for the rest of the season. Especially when you're playing the Patriots week one. <laughs> right. You don't want to be showing them everything you have. I mean, they understand we're going to run screens. They understand we're going to, you know, run draw plays and stuff like that. But we didn't run too many screens during the preseason. We didn't do a lot of the end rounds or things like that. So... I'm pretty yeah, excited. The, thing, the main thing I really like about preseason is it, you get more of the one-on-one matchups instead of the scheme versus scheme. So you really get to see the talent of individual players over, you know, who's being, you know, helped by the scheme. You know, you saw uh, Philip Gaines getting burned. I wouldn't really say like burned by AJ Green in Cincinnati, but you know, he was always right there. It's just we never really saw him get his hands in there but he was sticking with him but what a lot of people failed to realize is if that was a regular season game he would actually had help and that's a top three receiver that he's going against and Gaines is probably like a number three corner exactly so and then and 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 you and I both we talked about that the second preseason game we were talking about Philip Gaines getting just kind of ate up most of the game but it's it's Philip Gaines ever since he got it hurt that first year really hasn't ever been the same. Um, he just, he doesn't have the, the, the break on the ball and it just doesn't seem to be like he trusts himself to really do it. I mean, one thing that was nice is during the third preseason game, he did play better. I mean, he had some plays where he was shut down on. I mean, one of them that I can think of is a fade pass that, uh, Wilson tried to put in the back corner and <laughs> it should have been picked off, but he ended up dropping it whenever he hit the ground. But mm-hmm. I just, I want to see more of that from him, but it's, it's one of those things, like I said, I'm not sure if he trusts himself. Yeah, that's, and it's something if he can stay healthy or not. Cause I feel like before he got hurt, he was doing pretty well. And then, you know, he's had the nagging injury since then. And it's been a struggle. Right, and everybody, again, people need to understand this will be, what, his fourth season technically, but really his second full season. I mean, it's, it's and really last year wasn't a full season, The year and the year before that wasn't even a full season, and it's just, he's not going to be another Peters. He doesn't, right. they're not the same type of player. They're not just continuing. They're not gonna. He's not gonna be the one that's gonna try and jump routes all the time. He's the one that's gonna try to not get burnt. Unlike Peters, who doesn't really mind getting beat every once in a while, which is one thing I actually saw that really impressed me this year with Peters is at least during preseason, he wasn't really trying to jump it too much. He was really sticking with wide receiver wide receivers and was really trying to deflect balls instead of intercept them. Um, I think he understands that interceptions will come, but if he's not getting burnt and people aren't getting yards, that that helps our defense overall more than just getting an interception every once in a while. Which, if he's doing that, and if he's just trying to become like a Rebus-type player where he's locking people down, 
I am all for that. I don't care if the interceptions come or not. If he's if they're not wanting to throw to him because they can't get a reception, I feel like that's better than most things, really. Yeah, and we'll touch a little bit more about the defense here in a little bit. Uh, I'm going to wrap up the offense episode. And so you, you guys got a little sneak peek of what we're going to talk about with the defense next. So that's it for today, wrapping up the offensive portion of the podcast interview with Kyle Herrick. We will talk more about the defense tomorrow and where they should line up against the New England Patriots come Thursday night. Make sure you check it out on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast and hit that subscribe button. Have a good night.